You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one podcast in all things communication, advertising, and marketing. I'm your host, Ted Lau, award-winning agency owner, podcaster, and family guy. Today on our show, we have Linda Peake, Vice President of Digital Marketing at Brookfield Residential. Linda is a senior digital marketer with deep expertise in consumer experience, customer-centric innovation, pioneering digital and product launches, and strategic branding. Her strong ability to develop forward-thinking digital solutions to identify and quickly resource high-performing teams give her a unique combination of design, creative thinking, and business acumen across all levels of multifaceted organizations. On top of being at Brookfield, Linda also sits as an advisory board member of new construction at Zillow, America's leading real estate marketplace. Linda currently resides in LA with her husband, toddler, and baby girl on the way in May. Linda, welcome. Thanks for having me, Ted. Really happy to be here. Yeah, no, thank you. And and I know you're very busy with the little one on the way and everything. And so maybe let's just start. Like, you know, how how does one become VP of digital marketing to um, one of the world's largest real estate asset managers? Uh, well, thanks for asking. I actually started out in the uh, entertainment field, like most kids in LA that graduate and go to UCLA. Um, so I worked in a talent management firm for a few years out of college. And then I think I just uh, realized that real estate was a little bit um, less chaotic. Um, and I think it was just a way for me to be really creative still. I worked for, uh, I've always worked for more, more creative real estate developers, not just traditional volume builders. Um, so that's how I got into real estate there. And um, over time, uh, we've worked on, I initially came and joined Brookfield. I was doing consulting for a number of retail developers, which retail is super fun. Um, you really kind of think about the psychographics of how do you build community, commerce, and culture in one space, which is the same kind of principles that you do um, in home building and multifamily, et cetera. Um, and at Brookfield, when I first came, gosh, I've been there almost 11 years. I, I don't know how that happened. Um, but when I first came, digital marketing was not even on the radar. I think our Facebook page was managed by a summer intern who left with a, uh, with a password. And, and um, it was just a friend page, not even a business page. I was actually brought on to work on a master plan community out in San Gabriel Valley, which is an area in LA that has a lot of um, Asian community members. And that's where I grew up. So I knew that demographic really well. Um, I think about three weeks in, and we, we kind of realized I could probably add more value on the digital side than working on a master plan community, which I still did on the digital side. Um, but over the years, I think... Really, digital marketing has grown so much and uh, Brookfield has grown so much. I've been able to really just add value um, wherever where the growth is. Um, and really, I think the unique portion of what I do in my perspective that's really helped guiding me over the years is I'm a Brookfield customer. I lived in a Brookfield house uh, before I ever thought of ever working at Brookfield or in housing. So I really understood the customer journey, the pain points, the high points, the low points. And that's really guided me over the years to kind of really advocate for the customer along any digital or physical journey. Yeah, that's fantastic. And we at, uh, at my agency, Ballistic Arts, we, you know, been around 20 years and, and for the past decade or so, we've been working in a lot of real estate here in Vancouver. 
Um, and I think there's a lot of similarities, right? I know, obviously, you know, LA is substantially larger than, than Vancouver, but, you know, you got pockets of, you know, uh, regions where there's different ethnocentric communities, right? And so there's some commonalities there. And I think affordability is an issue that, you know, you yeah. guys have, have gone into. And, and for, you know, Vancouver, we had our 2010 Olympics, right? The, the Winter Olympics, and you guys have 2028 coming up. And so how are you guys positioning yourselves for that? Because basically after the Olympics, you know, the prices had already been kind of going high and then it just skyrocketed. So how are you guys positioning that if you're trying to, you know, still uh, think about the customer journey, but, you know, you're going to have to to manage the growth that's going to be coming. Well, we're currently uh, specific for the LA market. The growth is already here. Um, we have we had a huge master plan community called Playa Vista, which is really a trophy master plan community uh, on the west side of LA, near the water, where Google, a lot of tech firms, is called Silicon Beach. So <laughs> we've been trying to manage that growth ever for years now. Um, and right now we also have the Rams and the Chargers, SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium, Inglewood is just insane. Oh yeah, right congratulations now. on the win, eh? Thank you. Thank you. What a, what a great weekend, right? Perfect weather. It's like another commercial like the Rose Bowl is yeah, absolutely. for life in Southern California. Um, but what we try to do is really think about how do customers live? While we have a lot of, there's a lot of desire in LA, we're also finding out like a lot of other markets where people have the flexibility to work from home or commute less often. So we have a really great land banking, meaning that we have a developed land Uh, entitlements where we can build homes further out um, and give people the homes that they need the space for, for homeschooling, perhaps for work from home, yard space, entertain. So we're really looking at how people want to live. We have the ability to do infill development, but also outfill development. And that's really unique in the sense that uh, the company I work for can work on a single family rental, a multifamily uh, a, a rental experience, a uh, single family for sale, a master plan community. We can really think through all verticals. So when we do consumer research, we try to think about the entire land. What we think what it's like, how do we start with how might we? How might we think about this land that we have this opportunity to write? Because if you don't have land, you can't really think about the customer. So you try to think of that. And we also have uh, really deep infographics where we think about what our customers have already purchased that influence where we do land acquisitions and how we merchandise the future homes. Um, currently, what we're really focusing on the digital marketing side is how do we remove all some friction points? There's so many friction points in purchasing a home or even getting a rental place right now because rental market is crazy. Um, how do we remove friction points and how do we use technology to help aid that? Really think about it. With the uberization of our economy, everyone's thinking on demand. And the real estate industry is a little bit um, maybe further behind in technology, if I'm being kind. Um, So the adoption of that has been something that we've been trying to accelerate digitally on our side, but specifically on the digital marketing team, really thinking through uh, the story points of customer journey points and how do we use technology? How do we train our sales teams? How do we hire new people to really say, well, what's the on-demand version of buying a home? Um, I'm not selling a cup of coffee. I'm selling maybe someone's largest investment ever of their entire life, but there's points along the journey that I can make it easier, right? Like, why do I need to say that you can't find information at midnight? 
which is working parents is when a lot of the things happen when kids mm-hmm. are you know, mm-hmm. work is getting done you're like okay i can finally think about where i'm going to move my family how i'm going to do all of those research things that need quiet in the middle of the night right currently you can't really find a lot of information because it says call the sales office for information well at midnight who am i going to call and i might not get a call for 40 hours well let's build a system integrate the systems on the back end where i can give you all the information at midnight whenever you want it you can come at 6 a.m come toward the model home get you a code that you don't even have to talk to and the code gets sent to you you have all the information so by the time you have breakfast ready for the kids at 7 30 you already found the information you want. You can see which home and lot is going to be at sunset, what your neighbor's going to be like, what the trees are going to be like. Um, you've already experienced a home with your husband or with your partner or whomever is going to be there with you. And you get it done in your time because really that's when people have time and availability, right? Cool. Not between 10 and 6, Monday through Friday because they're working or trying to just keep everything going as life happens. Or when the show home only opens at 12 o'clock on Saturday, right? Yeah, when a hundred thousand other people are exactly, there. Exactly. So let me let me ask you this. So uh, again, we you know, Ballistic Arts, my agency had had done real estate for for some time, and yeah. there's always the talk about you know the 3D experience, right? Yes. Put on put on the Oculus, put on the glasses, and then you don't have to do build the show home. And and people have been weighing, at least developers here had been weighing the cost benefit. You know, do you yeah. have a show home for people can touch the stove and the the, the granite tops? Or do you have people just put on the headsets and, and, and walk around? Have you, you know, you're talking about new, new technologies. Is that something that you guys are considering? Um, yes or no? Yes. Well, we did the Oculus tour for our San Diego, um, one of our master plans in our neighborhood, gosh, like four years ago. So mm-hmm. that was a really great learning experience. We got really great customers. Um, and it was really a point for us to have a mobile sales off experience. That was a really great learning experience for our sales team to be like, okay, Saturday, there's an event, go check it out and bring this Oculus and get kind of that experience. Um, But yes, it is a huge priority for us. I wouldn't say to eliminate a show home because real estate is such a physical space. So for what we do is I really try to think about how do I marry the digital and physical space, Mm. right? And really what part of the physical space are they looking at? Do they really need three floor plans to show exactly what the home is? Probably not. I don't know if that's worth the carrying cost long term. Um, but can we do one model home and use that as a sales hub experience for a master plan community, right? And then put those dollars into other things that are really causing friction points across the company. Because you can sell visually the aspiration of a model home. And who doesn't want to live in a perfectly merchandised mm-hmm. dream home? Yeah, like, yeah. I too can merchandise and become an interior designer like Studio McGee magically overnight when I buy this home. There's still a huge value to that for the aspiration and for the lifestyle that we want to help uh, customers attain. But can I reduce the experience and the friction points and invest those dollars in having less show homes and kind of show that online? Right. I, I think you can. And I think that's what we're doing right now, um, hopefully in this summer, um, as our developers are what they're saying is that you can really experience that. Well, like I said earlier, can you look at what your house is going to be like at sunset? sunrise at any time in the journey online on your phone previously we had to use gaming devices that were like a million dollars you can only use it in a sales hub our technology team has been really great we've been putting huge investments where you can do that experience online and that's what people are expecting now at the end of the day it's beyond matterport tours it's like full-blown pick your lot pick your home uh, pick your furnishing look at the whole experience and it'll tell you 
what the price is at the end of the day. You don't have to go and talk to a salesperson and wait for a week to get quotes for the upgraded counter that you want, the upgraded kitchen lights, etc. So we're definitely working towards that. And not to be biased, I think it looks really good. <laughs> and I think this summer it'll be a really great ex- a launch for customers. And we're something you- we continue to invest in. Cool. So let me let me ask you this. So um you talked about aspirational, right? So aspirational yeah. marketing is absolutely kind of the fundamental thing that you, at least I, I remember needing to do when you're marketing real estate. Now, yeah. you know, we've had lots of guests come on, especially over COVID talking about how purpose-driven uh, marketing has taken a back seat or, or some folks are kind of kind of sick of, you know, everyone's doing purpose-driven marketing. So like, why are we doing that? But in real estate, it's not purpose-driven. It's really aspirational. Like everything has to be aspirational. You're selling the dream, right? Um, do you get tired of that? Like, cause it's, it's, you're always selling the dream. The dream is always, you know, it's just, just one reach ahead. Is there anything different that you, you do, or is it just taking a different, um, facet to, to that angle, that lens? Well, I guess the dream is different for everyone. Someone's upgrading, someone's downgrading, someone's moving to a different area. So really, I don't want to call it just purely aspirational marketing. It's problem solving marketing. Okay. Listening to the customer because each customer has a different need. You have a 12-year-old and that may need may be different than I have a need with a newborn, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I have friends who are empty nesters and they have a different need. So really, I think it's like problem-solving marketing and really thinking about is that worth the square footage for someone's exchange for their investment of dollars? Is that worth the community spend um, up front in an investment? Is that community clubhouse going to add value? Or am I going to be better having program marketing because I'm solving a different problem? Um, so that's how I think about it. It's problem solving marketing, making it simple to live a quality life. And that quality of life is defined by different markets, different neighborhoods, different uh, price points, all sorts of factors. I like to think of it like that because if you're just selling the dream that seems a little bit um, condescending sometimes, so you mm-hmm. can have aspiration, but your aspiration is so different for each person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. Now, one thing that is unique uh, that I see with with LA, and I guess Vancouver has a little bit of it as well. So, uh, you know, we've been you know, reaching out to uh, do business down in Southern California, and I noticed that everyone I talk to in LA is not from LA. I don't know if you're actually from LA, but it's very rare that I meet someone that's a Los Angelino, right? And and so there's a lot of transplants, right? Like people from Chicago, Denver, Tennessee, wherever, all over the country, and from from Canada and, and international as well. So when you have such an influx of the population growing um, into various communities, how do you do your, your buyer personas? Because there must be, I just, I find that everyone I talk to is not from LA. So thoughts? Yes. Well, one, um, I was born in Chicago, but I was raised in LA. So I moved when I was five. (laughs) So, you know, I guess both, right? Um, yes, there are tons of people who are not from LA because the beach calls them. Uh-huh. Um, I, at the end of the day, I think about the age segment someone's going, going to want to buy. So we have a number of factors in our persona. At the end of the day, uh, someone previously on TikTok three years ago when it was musically probably wouldn't be our buyer profile, but as TikTok kind of gets a little bit more age, you know, that millennial Matured, buyer, the buyer, who's actually making a lot of money on TikTok and mm-hmm. wants to buy in our homes. Um, we kind of look at that. So we look at age and we look at 
there's something I pull from actually my retail development experience and it's um, cultural. So it's like the psychographics. Mm -hmm. It's not just age. It's also what are your interests, right? So someone who lives maybe in Silicon Valley or in Silicon Beach, it, it kind of fits a certain lifestyle that they're looking for, right? Like they're forward thinking. They want to be the ones who try new technology first, but they also love an active lifestyle and they love dining out and spending money on that because they have the time to do that. Um, so if we think about that, it is that agnostic to geography or is that because we're having geography be the pull, like the driver for someone to come into this market? Um, so we do a lot of home buyer surveys. We do a lot of infographics. We do a lot of um, focus groups, you know, that like a lot of marketers do. But if you're selling the beach, you're selling the sunshine, that kind of... So it doesn't matter if you're from Chicago, Tennessee, or Williamsburg, or whatever. It's like, Ohio, it's the beach. Wherever. Ohio is, is the beach. Yes, it's the beach. It's the sunshine. And this is what I call tell uh, people, we pay the sunshine tax. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. It's like Vancouver, you know, yeah, there's absolutely. a reason why Vancouver is a lot more expensive than Edmonton. <laughs> many, many reasons that we won't go into because we, <laughs> we have a Canadian audience that's listening to. So then um, you're, you're on the advisory board for, for Zillow for new construction. Now yes. you at the top of the show mentioned, hey, um, you know, real estate, to put it kindly, is maybe a little bit behind when it comes to technology and all that kind of stuff. Yet you sit on the advisory board for Zillow, which is a technology platform yeah. and has gotten all sorts of love and profile online because it's, you know, oh man, it's the new way of doing real estate and, and whatnot. So one, how did you get on that board if you're someone from the quote unquote, you know, old school way of doing uh, marketing for real estate? And two, what are you learning from being on that board? Sure. Uh, one, Zillow is a huge partner with Brookfield. Um, at the end of the day, um, I think they realize that new home marketing spends a lot more money uh, per group in, than it, an agent does, right? Mm -hmm. Like a, a working group at Coldwell Banker. Coldwell Banker, I'm sure, spends tons, but they're usually placed by smaller groups. Um, several years ago, I think this when they did an analysis, we met with um, our, our current CEO, met with Spencer Raskoff, and I was in that meeting. And we were really saying, like, your team needs to really think about how they support new home building because the top 20 builders are represented by 20 people in marketing. And they spend probably 20 times as much as your premier network groups. And you need to, selling, listing a new home community, a new home a neighborhood is different than a resale. Right, I'm trying to sell the experience. Your maps are all off. <laughs> you have my locations 200 miles away. There's gotta be things that I have to have an ability to communicate with you directly. And so your engineers have to take action on it. If I'm gonna spend seven, eight figures a year across the company on your listing sites, I wanna have more belt, a volume, um, more say. So they came up with this new, uh, new home construction advisory group. And it's basically, the top 12 to 20 builders that work with Zillow, we meet um, several times a year and discuss what our issues are, what our forward-looking plans are. Um, so it's been really great. I love the camaraderie that we have and we all learn from each other. I think that it's a very symbiotic relationship with Zillow's technology and with real estate on our side. We really understand the physical, we understand the digital. We try to see where we can really help the customers at the end of the day because 
we all know everyone's going to Zillow it. It's a verb now on Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So Brookfield has to be there and they know they need Brookfield because we are the world's largest real estate listing provider essentially right so then with with zillow though what what have what have you learned like because it sounds like you you've been kind of giving them like hey this is what we need you know if we're going to come to the table because we're spending all yeah. this money yeah. and you know they're still a technology platform that's kind of new and you know they're they're in the 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 public discourse their vocabulary now so yeah. um was there anything that you took away that you could in, in, you know deploy into your own digital marketing campaigns yes that i need more engineers <laughs> you need more engineers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just hearing the volume of engineers that they have, I can hire a bunch of, you know, different talented people. But at the end of the day, if I am dependent on a third party developer, engineer, it doesn't matter. I need to invest and it always be a, always be recruiting for an engineer. Engineer to do uh, to do what per se? Like to build or help build our website and what we want to do at the end of the day. Do, so we your want web experience. Systems. Your, Everything. Your, yeah. Yeah. We're growing. So if you knew a software engineer, Ted, who's looking for a great place to work, we're always hiring engineers. Um, we've hired a UX team. So we have a UX researcher, designer, principal, uh, et cetera. That's a growing team. We have a great content team. So I kind of really understood um, how to stack our digital marketing and technology teams to, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be a tech firm at a, as a real estate company, but what can I right size for the company needs that we have to mirror that ability to be competitive so it can move faster than my other um, home builders. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. So it sounds like you've actually created your own agency in-house, as it were, or you're creating, because it sounds like your team is going to be as large as some of the, the agency owners that are listening to this podcast. Maybe. We, we have a, a quite a robust team, and we're very lucky to have a UX team. And, you know, I want to note too, it took some convincing <laughs> to explain what UX is, why we need in-house mm-hmm, engineers, mm-hmm. et cetera, because they're not, they're not cheap. The talent is very competitive. They're both top five highly recruited company um, jobs within LinkedIn. So you have to make a case about why it's going to be in a great investment long-term, short-term, and at the end of the day, make us more algebra more, and solve those things for the customers 
which will end up giving a wonderful ROI. What about top of funnel things like, uh, you know, Google ads and Facebook, Insta, TikTok, you talked about TikTok. So are you engaging agencies in doing that? Is Linda making TikTok videos? <laughs> My nieces are. Um, so right now, because Brookfield, um, we've been really focused for maybe the last six years before Brookfield was very entrepreneurial, meaning the sense that like each market ran its marketing itself, which worked great when you were doing print advertising, LA Times and Calgary Herald, but it's called the internet. Then there's one Google search bar. And so in the last six years, my uh, objective has been to really unify that experience so that when you find us on Google, it's a little bit less confusing because Brookfield's so big. Um, and really kind of thinking about the marketing technology stack to support all the different markets that we're in um, and the marketers that support those communities and home sites. Um, so right now we're currently focusing on the website experience. That's probably my biggest area of focus right now. Uh, we're going to do a lot of email marketing kind of unified in the future. Social media right now, it's a huge area, obviously for lead gen and a number of other things for branding top of funnel. Um, right now we're leaving that to the regions to really be the expertise because at the end of the day, I'm not going to know their ice cream social, their community manager, the HOA managers. That may be something we if collectively want to do something together that our group can help support. I really think of us as our digital marketing, we call it center led, which is kind of like corporate. We focus on digital marketing to solve problems for our business groups at scale, right? That's, that's our MO. And right now there's not a huge priority for social media because this website experience is so big, but social media is on our radar to bring something to uh, in service to the regions right now. It's yeah. a huge market, but sometimes you just have to build a foundation before you take all the different tentacles. Well, right. Like it's, you know, how, how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. Even though I'm plant-based and I don't eat elephants, but you know, that's that's the saying. So then with regards to, actually, we were talking about, you know, selling the beach, but you're in Brookfield anyway, is in many, uh, many markets. I think you had 20 some odd markets, right? So if that's the case, then um, you're not just selling the beach, you're selling other other things. So um, is it, I'm assuming it's different or, or what are you, what's your take? Yeah. Uh, again, it's really uh, market-based driven, customer driven, problem solving driven. So yes, we are in 22 markets now with Brookfield Residential. So we do land and housing currently. And this is just for Brookfield Residential. We have a parent company, Brookfield Properties, Brookfield Asset Management, that are in, that's in every market. So right now my focus is the 22 market. So uh, we sell, uh, we just did a collaboration with Tesla to build solar Tesla homes in Austin, which is a massively growing market. Everyone's growing in Austin. Aren't, you, aren't all your neighbors in LA moving to Austin? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Not all my neighbors, but a few of them. And really at the end of the day, one, it's a unique market right now for real mm -hmm. estate. Mm -hmm. You can just kind of show up and it'll sell pretty well, right? But we don't want to rest on our laurels because we've all, Brookfield's been around long enough that we've been through cycles where we say, okay, look, if we rest on our laurels, our customer survey scores are going to go down. That's our long-term reputation. So we're going to grind like we, like it's a bad re recession or bad cycle. Um, so we really try to focus on what we call meaningful moments on the customer journey and kind of say, okay, right now, for instance, there's a huge supply chain issue logistics. Like everyone's hitting it. It's taking 
Crate and Barrel, eight months to deliver a nightstand. You're shaking your head because I'm sure you're feeling the pain. Oh man, you have no idea. There's so much like <laughs> Way, Wayfair takes forever. <laughs> it's just, if, my God. If, if you ever get it and when you get it, if it's right. And it's broken. It. My wife had a desk for her office and dude, yes. it was too heavy and dude literally rolled it bottom side up <laughs> onto the lawn, back and forth, broke one of the, the I don't know, the drawers in the desk. And so we had to wait another six weeks, right? It was just, yes. yeah. So you yeah. got supply chain issues like everyone else. Yeah. So we have supply chain issues like everyone else. And so we're going and saying, like, it's a meaningful moment. Before we we're like, okay, yes, of course you're going to get your garage door that you ordered on time. Like that's the expectation for our vendors. And now we'll have to kind of go through hoops and we're kind of saying, okay, we need to go back to the drawing board and make that a meaningful moment. And how do we ensure what we can control? How do we proactively communicate our sales teams digitally and physically and on the phone, et cetera, proactively communicate and have this kind of like prescribed checklist to kind of check in on customers and say, hey, we got word from maybe a different vendor like garage or front door that this is delayed. This is what I was able to source for you. Would you like any of these options? One may be more expensive, one may be less expensive, but we understand this is frustrating. So we found solutions and we're going to try to make good up or down on the cost, depending on where we are. Um, that seems very basic, but you would be amazed at how many home builders don't even touch resale. Like your agents, like you're lucky that you're here and there's no dead body. Oh um, yeah. As, I, as but I, so, so this is an audio podcast. So you don't see me kind of shaking my head. Cause I was yeah. wondering you're the VP of digital marketing, not customer success, not customer service. How are you able to influence this and do it at scale? Great, great question. We have an amazing uh, customer experience officer. Uh, his name is Alan and he's Canadian. Actually, he just moved to Phoenix, but he has been with Ed Calgary forever. Um, I work very closely with him. We have something what we call the, uh, a steering committee. So it's our CXO, which is a chief experience officer, our CIO, chief information officer, and myself. We meet uh, weekly, multiple times a week, and we kind of say, okay, put our heads together. What's the current issue? What are we hearing on our research? What are we hearing from our sales teams? What are we seeing online? And we really kind of say, let's address that current issue. We also obviously have a five-year strategy. So we work very closely together. So we make decisions strategically together. I don't work in a silo of digital marketing. He doesn't work in a silo of CX. We, uh, our IT doesn't just do technology. He's a lot of information because I need information to do what I serve on the website. Um, and a CX needs to be able to deliver those touch points physically and digitally too. So we work together very closely. Okay, that's very, great. very fortunate to have um, those colleagues to work alongside each other. That's great. I mean, if you don't have that, you kind of left hand doesn't know what right hand's doing, right? So it's a circle. It's a waste of money. Waste of time. Waste of money. Waste of effort. Uh, what about um, okay? Your your five year plan. You just talked about that. Uh, we know that it's been historically low because of the pandemic, the interest rates, and there's been this buying spree. And I think uh, CNBC reported that, um, you know, sales have kind of slowed. I think it was sales or mortgage mortgages. I don't know, something that just came up that like things are slowing more. You know, everyone's anticipating the Fed's going to raise their rates um, in, in a couple of weeks. And so um, how are you planning for this? Because you have had this unprecedented growth that we don't know if we're going to see for another five, 10 years. Um what do you guys do as a large developer like yourselves? Well, there's two things. Uh, one, we knew the market couldn't last forever, right? Like no. you read the tea leaves, it can't last forever. Um, so 
Last year, we um, made official our joint venture in the U.S. with Loan Depot. So we have something called Brookfield Home Mortgage. It's uh, Again, it goes back to what's the best experience for the customer. We found working with one preferred lender partner, meaning like you can still go get a loan with a different bank. But these are certain t- customer experience touch points online and with our sales office uh, training where there's a Loan Depot Brookfield Home Mortgage experience. With that, we have great leverage. So currently, um, we're offering a 270-day interest rate lock wow. in the U.S. Okay. We, I mean, that's pretty competitive. So yeah. we're currently working on that campaign and that promotion on our website, and that's in motion literally right now. I think that's a great USP for someone. And if you were, Ted, on brookfieldresidential.com in like a week or so, and you felt anxiety, which a lot of our customers are feeling anxiety, like, it is a crazy seller's market. I'm just trying to get something. I but I need to sell my home. Mm-hmm. I've been I there. I need to sell my home. I don't know what rate I'm going to get. I don't know when this person's going to close escrow. Again, going back to problem solving for a customer, it gives you a lot of peace of mind knowing that you can identify your lot. You can see what the home is going to look like and say, okay, I have 270 days to lock my interest rate in. That's one part of the journey that I can be confident will be there for me and not change right because that's a lot of anxiety going from a 3.1 to 4.3 interest rate changes what you can buy your purchasing power changes so you may not what if i can't afford that anymore and we're kind of really saying hey we have this partnership we have this experience we can take this portion obviously if you're qualified we can take this experience and make it uh more secure for you so it sounds like so when you know when you started and I'm kind of revert back to a little bit of your the beginning of your career and the kind of evolution of your career I would assume you were a lot you know hands on keyboard doing the work and yet all the stuff that we're talking about is high level strategy solving customer problems so at what point and this is more for our audience members who are maybe right now hands on tools digital marketers themselves UX designers themselves at what point did you graduate? I don't know if graduate's the right word, but you know, kind of, kind of change, change in that. Was it just because, like, for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm never on TikTok, so I need to hire someone for it. Or how, how did you get to that realization that, like, okay, my, my next evolution in my career as, as Linda, the VP of digital marketing, is, is now strategy, not, not the hands-on keys. Oh gosh, I don't think there was ever a day where I said, okay, that's going to change. I think really. I was just, at the end of the day, I just, I'm curious. I'm a curious person. I, I love to learn. And I think that's where you thrive as a digital market because it changes so often. So if you really just are passionate about learning and you happen to be in digital marketing, you, you, you naturally start problem solving for a customer and a company. And that becomes a strategy, right? You're like, okay, I know these kind of resources that the company has. Can I do, what can I do in one, two, three, four, and five years? And that comes from longevity of bringing out a great company where you can communicate that proactively um, and really learning how to sell. <laughs> that sounds weird, yeah. but it's internally selling what your vision, right? Because at the end of the day, if digital marketing wasn't a priority for the company, it had to be. And I had to figure out how to make that. Maybe that came more naturally because the evolution of marketing has changed from like print physical advertising to digital so much more seamlessly before, I think a decade ago, everyone was like, yeah, my my daughter's on Facebook. I, I don't know what she does. Uh, my grandma's on it. But now it's so clear that you have to invest in it. And I was very fortunate to kind of be at 
beginnings of that for the company that it just evolved and you continue to show that. So I don't think there was a day. Well, I think, sorry. Also, for... Oh, I'm going to yeah. be and I'm going to strategy. Like most people, it evolves. Why? Well, you know, I think uh, your point about selling is actually a really uh, oh, yeah. good point because uh, I've had previous guests, I can't remember who, but uh, had communicated that, you know, ultimately, you know, you, you got to be able to sell in internally, right? Ideas and whatnot. But ultimately, marketing goes hand in hand with sales. And so I think far too many marketers do things because it's cool, right? Or it's by textbook or it looks <laughs> nice. But ultimately, are you affecting change both for uh, the customer and the, the company, right? Or, or whoever you're working for. So um, yeah, sales, quote unquote, that dirty word, I think needs to needs to have a, a little shift. Maybe it needs a little digital marketing itself. Yes, the way I say it, it's like you're doing an internal marketing campaign for whatever project or initiative that you're passionate about. That's cool. Okay, so we are almost out of time. So I wanted to kind of run through our, what we call our rapid fire. It's a little oh uh, get to know Linda a little bit. <laughs> Okay. So, um, it's just, you know, really lighthearted, fun, some business stuff, mostly, you know, silly stuff. And then, and then we can wrap from there. You, you ready? Yes. What are you going to do when COVID lifts, the restrictions lift? Where are you going to go? I'm going to go on a three week journey somewhere on a plane with my family. Just really enjoy traveling because we used to travel a lot. Pre-COVID, um, we haven't done it. It's been a little bit hard with a toddler keeping a mask on and being pregnant. Um, so that's what I would like to do. Hug all the people, eat all the things, talk to people. Um, just enjoy life like the way I used to, but in a condensed three-week making up for time situation. Three weeks. Wow. Okay. That's going to be a whirlwind tour. Are you a savory tooth or a sweet tooth person? Savory. I had a quesadilla for breakfast. A quesadilla for breakfast. Okay. Three cheeses. What was in it? Um, I don't know. It was, it was something my husband picked up the night before. I mean, it's probably like a pregnancy craving, but I had a, a quesadilla and Spanish rice for breakfast, but definitely savory. I love a good pho for breakfast too. Uh, egg noodle, dim sum. I'm all about savory breakfast. Oh, you're like, you're like my grandparents. My, my grandma. Would always, I am. And I, I love, always would have I the like dim sum for breakfast. Yeah, your hot water with tea with your, do you even yeah. have lemon or just hot water? Both. Just both. Okay, both. All right. Are you a night owl or early bird? Um, my natural inclination is night owl. Um, having young children has made me a morning person, unfortunately. Me too. Me too. But There's no snooze button for kids. <laughs> I wish it was because I need it. But um, naturally, I'm a night owl, and I'm sure I'll get back to that at some point. Hopefully, Ted, you'll tell me because your daughter's 12 that you got back to your natural. No, nap. I just got back to um, Saturday naps. I actually have been able to nap undisturbed and I like the first time I did it I can't remember when it was in this house that we live in now and it was, it was a few years ago and it was like a coma my, jo my wife joked it was a coma it was like three hour nap on a Saturday <laughs> and my daughter didn't say anything you know got the iPad going so like you'll get there don't worry don't worry you'll get there but we're one and done so I think you know you might have a you might still have a, a few years um Paw Patrol Transformers what's the what's on on the uh the Netflix for your kid uh, Paw Patrol, for sure. He's yeah, not quite at Transformers, but Paw Patrol, uh, 100%. What is your favorite carnival food? Oh, uh, gosh. Okay, a fried Oreo funnel cake. Wow, that's very specific. Yeah, we I, I don't mess around with the carnivals. We, we, Pre-COVID, we went every year. 
it was a, it was a tradition. Um, I get a fried Oreo. It, it turns into like a cake, almost like a fried cake because you fry it. And then I also get a turkey leg and I also get a, a corn on the cob that has all these like uh, amazing toppings that you can pick. Oh, and I get Australian fries. You get all of this in one go? Like this is pre not being pregnant? Like this is just, yes. just well, wow. I, I mean, I share. I go with it. We have a group of friends, but that's my order. And they have their order. They get their hot dog on a stick, the cheese on a stick, they get the lemonade, and we do like buffet family style. It's a pre COVID tradition for sure. Favorite movie that you've watched this year? Well, I've only watched one because, again, not able to mm-hmm. really get as much mm-hmm. sleep. Um, but don't look up on Netflix. Was it good? Yeah, it was great. You know what I really like? I really liked um, Jojo Rabbit, if you get a chance. Oh, I haven't even heard of that one. It's um, Scarlett Johansson and a couple. Oh, and, yes. and what's his name? Know. Tiki. T- no, uh, what? the guy who plays the rock dude in uh, Marvel. Uh, anyway, he's he's a famous director from New Zealand. Anyway, it was he plays a he plays a imaginary Hitler and this little kid oh. in, in Nazi Germany um, has a, his imaginary friend is, is Adolf Hitler. And then Scarlett Johansson is this, this uh, German boy's son during world war two. And it was, it's very, uh, you know, heartwarming kind of sad, but you know, coming, coming to life kind of, kind of show. Is so. it heavy? Uh, wouldn't watch it with my kid, but it's not violent. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's kind of like that Life is Beautiful movie. Kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'll put that on my list on my, in my queue. Jojo Rabbit. And yeah. uh, last thing, you know, any advice for young marketers uh, up and coming? Gosh, I was thinking about that this morning. What advice would I give myself? Um, always learning. You always have to be curious. I think that's what we look for in anyone who joins our team at any level. Um, digital marketing changes so quickly. So if you aren't comfortable with the pace of that change and being excited by the change, it's just not going to work. It's, <laughs> um, and so much of marketing now is digital, right? Like it, at some point, the digital is going to drop. Like it's just marketing, right? Drops, yeah. To, right? All those things. Do you remember that new media? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes. So that's going to drop and it's just going to be marketing at some point. But um, just be curious and try to be the problem solver and not the problem announcer. Uh, you can find the problem, but always come up with a couple solutions. If It might not be the most sensical one, but try to come to the table with a solution at the same time. That's great advice. Well, Linda, hey, thank you very much. I really enjoyed our time together. And uh, given Oreos and funnel cake are both plant-based, <laughs> I'm going to give that a shot next time I go to the carnival. There you go. And the Australian fries because they're potatoes. Austra- What's an Australian fries? They're like these um, battered fried potato wedges that are cut like really thin. And then you dip it in basically cheese whiz or nacho cheese or ranch or both. Okay. Can't, can't have that. I'll put it in ketchup or something like that. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ketchup. But, um, you know, it's a fried carb. It's delicious. Fried carbs are always good. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much for your time. Thank you everyone Thanks, for Ted. joining us to uh, for another episode of Marketing News Canada. I'm Ted. This is Linda. And we're signing off. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.